Hello, everyone. You're listening to the RDR Show. I'm your host, Kevin. And I'm your host, Joffrey. Uh, and we're the Rant, Debate, and Repeat Show, basically a podcast that talks about sort of things uh, in our everyday life, such as entertainment, could be food, could be movies, uh, could be things in the news. Yeah, and then today we're going to rant and debate about the Oscars of 2018, which happened last Sunday. Hey, it should be fun. Yeah, stay tuned. All right, you guys, before we start the show, we just want to announce that we've created a few new social media accounts. If you want to follow us on our new Instagram account at RDR Show Duo or on our new YouTube account where we're going to be trying the new Szechuan sauce, we're going to be actually live streaming that um, and putting it up for you guys to see. It's either going to be on YouTube or on Instagram. Just please follow our uh, social media accounts. Um, we can have a conversation right there, as well as our Twitter accounts at RDR Show Duo, and there you can find us. And, you know, I'm really excited about the Sichuan sauce live demo and live tasting because I feel like it's going to be funny and things like that, and I'm going to put in my two cents, but probably not going to be some good reviews, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely. I heard it's actually a little bit, like, sweet and sort of like maple syrup. It doesn't so. taste like, you know, us. Pretty much like a sweet and sour dish. Yeah. Anyway, we can get into it next No, time. yeah, it's, it, we should definitely even check out the episode for the Rick and Marty show where it was inspired to create yep. the sauce. So we'll definitely dive into that later on. Uh, and let's jump into the show. All right, Kevin, do you want to take it off? Yep. So uh, let me ask you a question, Joe. So, like, after you've seen the Oscar, what, did you see the live stream? I didn't see the live stream, but I did see a, a little bit of the acceptance speeches mm -hmm. and everything online, mm -hmm. and I thought it was pretty good for the okay. most part. I think it's sort of the same thing every year, you know, like movies that should get awards don't get the awards, and mm -hmm. movies that don't deserve the awards kind of get the awards. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. um, first of all, like, what is your, like, you know, general view, or like, you know, a 30,000 feet view, just looking down at the Oscars, like, what is your general reflection? Yeah, well, over the years, I've been watching the Oscars, you know, as a kid, and mm -hmm. I feel that, honestly, like, movies that should get awards, for example, I felt Get Out should have won uh, Picture of the Year, mm -hmm. but instead, I think it won uh, Best Adapted Screenplay mm -hmm. of the Year, and for me, I feel that it was very, it was snubbed compared to other movies that should have got it, because I watched Shape of Water, and you watched Shape of Water as well, mm -hmm. right? Do you believe that it should have got Picture of the Year? We can talk about it later. Because mm -hmm. we have like some kind of you know uh, detailed uh, conversation about that later. Exactly. So like uh, just like in conclusion, you are just saying that um, there's something unfair about the Oscars, about the community, and how they pick the films, right? I think it's run honestly by people that are sort of looking into films more artistically than and sort of what people believe about the hype. Than the actual, and then actually watching the movies. Okay. I don't think they actually watch the movies. Let me just ask you this: Do you feel like the best-selling films, like the Black Panther, or you know, um, like the one has the highest box office score, should should win the Best Picture? No. Then how do you structure your argument? Because you know, like it sounds to me that you're like making that argument. Well, I look at movies differently, right? I look mm -hmm. at movies in terms of 
there's artistic movies, but there's also movies where you go for entertainment. The Black Panther movie was mainly for entertainment, and mm-hmm. it made a lot of money, and that makes sense. So I thought it was a great film. But I feel that just because it makes a lot of money doesn't mean it's good. Yep. For example, there's movies that didn't get a lot of money, mm-hmm. but I feel that are really good. That's true. So I, I think I think I think just having all that money there and all the hype around that doesn't make a movie great and shouldn't win an award just because of that. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's sort of like how you sort of judge the, uh, you know, um, the uh, picks and then the awards, you know, like after the fact. And we're probably going to get more into it later. But to me, I feel like uh, the Oscars did like a little bit of the uh, political stuff, right? Um, oh, definitely. They always do the political stuff. Yeah, and then I feel like they sort of package it really really well yeah like during the grannies and then you know like there's like an all-female singer all wearing white and then all you know sing on the stage and all crying that's just too much yeah i don't know what they're doing honestly it's just for the views but why do people want to see that yeah like it's mostly a older generation of people that are watching the oscars i i mainly watch it on youtube the acceptance mm-hmm. speeches because mm-hmm. I don't want to watch the 30 minute commercials mm-hmm. you know just everything in there I don't like those so yeah. that's what I feel about the Oscars in yeah. general and then there's there's, a, there's like a quick you know a feminist uh, you know I, idea getting funded uh, you know uh, thing and then there's like a quick you know like uh, DACA thing and I feel like it's all really packaged well and then the uh, Jimmy Kimmel's bit about the uh, yard right? like, or, or like the uh, jacuzzi or, or what is it a Jet ski, right? Yeah, the jet ski yeah, job. That one is funny. <laughs> yeah. No, Jimmy Kimmel is definitely, he was a great host. Like, I think he's funny. Yeah. I think we need that more comedy and entertainment because that's what movies are entertainment than more of a political statement. Yeah. Right? That's and that's true. what the Oscars should be. I mean, granted that, you know, Oscar is like a nice, nice platform and then, you know, you should address some of the most concerning issues, right? But just overblow it. It's, it's just not the case. That's not the yeah. way to go. No, definitely. I, I don't like that. The reason why it's sort of politicized is because people will watch more uh, if there's sort of drama, mm-hmm. right? So they see something about the president, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. then they're going to be like, oh, what is Donald Trump going to say? And mm-hmm. then there's going to be more activity, mm-hmm. you know, more social media activity, and people are going to buy more news. So that's why it's like that. Probably. Yeah. I, I, definitely, I definitely think that's the reason. That's why the Grammys and the Oscars uh, sort of have those political messages. But I feel like it should just be more for entertainment. Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break, and then after the break, we can dive into each award and then talk about our feelings about them. All right, so uh, in this block, we're going to talk about sort of the more detailed impressions of you know our opinions about the films and then the picks, and here's how we are going to do it, right? We're going to pick, you know, two or three top top films, or a producer, or director, or actor, or actress, and then we're gonna rank them from the best to the least best, or like you know, like best, uh, second best, and then you know, go down from there, and then we can sort of have like a conversation, and then you know, ask about why do you uh, pick that, or why do you go with that. Cool. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, skip the best picture one toward the very end because it's, I, I think that would be more interesting. Uh, and then we can each take turn to talk about it, right? So I'm going to do the first one, which is the best actor. Uh, of course, uh, Gary Oldman uh, from Darkest Hour won the best actor of the Oscars. And um, in my pick, I 
saying the best actor should be Daniel Day-Lewis in the Phantom Threat and Daniel Washington from uh, Roman J. Esquire. Any thought on that? or? Yeah, so I wanted to see the Roman J. Esquire. I heard he did good, but I didn't see actually any a lot of these movies. What I did see was Get Out with Daniel mm-hmm. Calloway, and he mm-hmm. was really good. I thought he was excellent, personally, mm-hmm. because one, he does an American accent, but he's a British person. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, so it is really tough, and also to convey the emotions, because the movie was a lot of body language. Mm. So it was a lot of things with your face. It wasn't mm-hmm. just... It was a different type of acting that I... That's why I felt he should have got it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen uh, Get Out yet, so um, I didn't pick that. I have seen uh, Phantom Threat. You know, it's like a Daniel Day-Lewis' last movie. Yeah. And he was actually going to go into uh, costume design for the next move. So after this movie, he was actually going to go to New York and a study like outfit and trendy and really? fashion stuff. So the movie inspired him. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The movie isn't it about how he's like a designer and he has a wife who's a model? Yeah. So he's like a very obsessive um, dress designer, like a dressmaker in you know, like London back in the 40s and 50s. Oh, really? And then, you know, like this kind of like OCD style of him, right? Like it's really like you know, endearing, and he really played it well. Yeah. And then the dynamic between him and his model, which become his girlfriend later. That's is interesting. It's like really interesting. And then there were like a lot of stuff that it didn't spell out. Um, but, you know, like they sort of like demonstrate their love and relationship in like a different way. Oh, okay. I can see that. So it was more you have to sort. So it was not, a lot of things were nonverbal. Yeah. For example, right? Uh, I don't mean to sort of like uh, do the, you know, a spoil alert, but um, since the Daniel Day-Lewis in the film was very rough on the edges and very, you know, uh, you know a stubborn, and then one day the model actually go out and pick the mushrooms for them to cook with, and then she accidentally picked the mushroom with like the, you know, uh, that is going to cause, you know, a digestive, you know, a failure, it's like a diarrhea. Yeah. And then, you know, they ate it, and then, you know, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis just got diarrhea, and then, you know, and then he sort of, like, uh, you know, have, like, a, or, like, a present, like, a soft image of him, so, like, uh, he wasn't that, you know, uh, over the top anymore, and then both of them really like it, and then next time, they go out to pick the mushrooms with the uh, bad stuff in there on purpose, and then they eat it again, and then there's like all cuddling and things like that. Interesting. So that's, that's, I, that's I'll like definitely check it out. I, that's very interesting. Yeah. And then my man, Denzel Washington, my favorite actor. I feel like, you know, he should have won the Oscars like a long time ago. Has he not won an Oscar? Uh, He's got to win one. Yeah, like, you know, like Fences last year, it was so good. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he didn't win. And then that's this a great year. Movie. Uh, Roman J. Uh, Esquire. Have you seen that one before? I have not. I was going to. He okay. has the afro, doesn't he? Yeah, he has the afro, and then he just play like a, you know, out of the fashion accountant, and then how he's like taking care of the client, and then when he become like a, um, like a clerk, just like a lower level employee at like a big accounting firm, how he's like failed to adapt and things like that. So he so yeah so he played the you know the little character like the common guy really really well I feel like oh really yeah no Dan, Dan Denzel Washington I remember I saw him in Training Day mm-hmm. oh that's the best one great great film yeah he, he plays really 
I haven't seen a role where he doesn't play sort of someone more like intimidating. Mm-hmm. I guess I saw one where he, I think it was Coach Carter, and he uh-huh. was like a basketball coach. Uh-huh. Have you seen that one? Uh, no. It's really good. He's a basketball coach, and I think he just needs to train these kids and everything for a championship. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Denzel Washington, yeah, I agree. He should, he should definitely win. Yep. But these other actors on here are great as well. Yep. So, yeah, as we go along, uh, we can go down to Best Actress. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I didn't see a lot of these movies, but I did see was The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the actress I felt like should have gotten an award was actually Sally Hawkins because she plays uh, the person who's mute, mm-hmm. the person who cannot speak. And I feel that's something really hard to do as well when you're acting. That's true. Um, do you... Do you have any opinions on the best actress? Yeah, um, I think this one is actually pretty decent. Uh, has like a pretty decent turnout, right? Uh, Frances Mac- McDormand from uh, Three Billboard actually won. Um, like I said from our previous episode, he's like a he ha- she is like a very strong, opinionated woman, and then she does things you know uh, in her own way, and I think that's really powerful. And then you know, do you think that's a good message right now? That I they think should so. Be I definitely agree. I feel they should, these small stories about the three billboards Mm -hmm. in the small town definitely should be spoken out, especially since International Women's Day was yesterday, a couple of days ago. I think that's Mm -hmm. something really good. Yeah. And then I feel like, you know, if the best actress picked, you know, uh, Sally Hawkins, that might not be, you know, exactly PC. (laughs) Oh, I can see that. Yeah. uh, You know, at at this day and age. But anyway, uh, they were both great. And then I say, you know, a Meryl strip from The Post, you know, um, same old, same old. I know. did not see The Post. I think The Post is like a good take on the uh, historical event. Yeah. I think that's sort, uh, sort of the movie cue for, you know, uh, the director, uh, Steven uh, Spielberg. Um, I, I think that's his like, MO right now because he's trying to uh, do The Post, you know, like it's talk about the First Amendment right and how the press shouldn't be oppressed and whatever. And then um, the next one, I, I think he's going to do one on the uh, Watergate. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Where yeah. he plays, doesn't he play the president? Nixon? No. Oh, he plays probably the policeman or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who, uh, who he pay, uh, plays, but at the very end of the post movie, like uh, as a, like an ending, uh, they actually you know, have like a little bit of the uh, Watergate breaking stuff there. Oh, wow. As like a little bit of like a preview for his next film. Interesting. So I, so I think that's a like really cool, you know, like, and then the shots in the post is really cool too. I have like a different transitioning shots sort of like showcase his ability to produce movies and things like that. All right, uh, next uh, category, Best Supporting Actor. This one is won by Sam Rockwell. Uh, also in the uh, three billboard outside of uh, Ebbing, Missouri. Um, I think he's my number one pick. You know, this one is like a good pick. And then the second one I, I put is uh, Richard Jenkins. Uh, he is a homosexual painter in The Shape of Water. Um, I think he plays just like the a tiny little, you know, uh, common guys really, really well. And his uh, interaction with the mute lady uh, is like, really nice too. Yeah, definitely. I felt, okay, this is my opinion. Even though I, I didn't see three billboards outside, mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell was a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I feel that the award was, was well received because I did see The Shape of Water and Richard Jenkins. He, he played a really good role. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw him, you know, dancing and he was painting his paintings, mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt his struggle because he was a struggling 
uh, artist yeah. in those times, and he couldn't get a lot. And I feel that uh, he did a really good job as well. But I, I can give it to Sam. Yeah, and then he was, you know, uh, attracted to the young uh, waiter right in uh, Shape of Water, and how he sort of like uh, handles that and things like that. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was a great message in the movie how he played it as well. Yeah, definitely great actor. And then Sam, yeah, Sam, you know, has like a little transition between the bad cop to the good cop. Yeah, and then that's like really believable. Like it's it's not like a, just like a par like a paradigm shift, and boom. Okay, I'm a good, uh, I'm the a good guy now, right? Yeah, and he actually went through some uh, things, and then yeah, interesting, cool. So as we keep going down, um, again, best supporting actress. I wanted to sort of talk about this because, again, I think Octavia Spencer has been in some great movies, such as the movie The Help, uh, and this one she was in The Shape of Water, mm -hmm. but she played a great great friend to to her friend who was mute mm -hmm. right to sally hawkins yeah. and i felt that she sort of conveyed her emotions and just everything and just her attitude mm -hmm. of wanting to like you know help her friend i felt that was a really great role that she played mm -hmm. the uh, number one pick for me is just allison jenny um she is great like i first saw her in the tv show mom um there's there's like a there's like a sitcom that allison jenny did with uh, anna ferris and I think, you know, from that point on, I think she's like a pretty good actor. And then, you know, she was in, you know, the like the uh, West Wing, which I like the classic White House shows, uh, White, yeah, White House shows right now. So yeah, I think it's like a well-deserved pick too. I agree. Uh, again, I wish I could see a lot of these films, but from what you're saying, I def I gotta check them out. Don't worry about it. Next year, uh, they will be on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's how it happens. Okay. And then we're sort of moving into like a little bit of uh, sort of like uh, the more fun movies, right? Yeah, and then, uh, not as artistic. Yeah, and then an area that we just don't know that much about. Um, for the best writing adapted uh, screenplay, uh, is one by Coming by Your Name. I did not see that one. I did not see that film as well. Yeah, but I did see Logan, mm -hmm. which is Wolverine's last movie. Mm -hmm. um, perfect. I love that movie. And the Disaster Artist, but I'm gonna give it to Logan and the Disaster Artist, both great movies. Disaster Artist, more funny. I don't know if you've heard of it before. I heard of it with uh, James Franco. James and, Franco, and yeah. it's about the the worst movie ever made and everything. Yeah. Definitely check it out. It's yeah, a, it's I a feel good like, comedy. I feel like the the angle of that film is really cool, just because you know they're actually displaying the actors uh, struggling through the filmmaking you know process and things like that yeah and then again if you want to see a good superhero movie i don't know if you're into superhero movies nope this one's actually very great it actually takes more of a serious tone okay but it is sort of more it is a little bit it's bloody it's super bloody. bloody so if you're into that i was into that i is thought it was rated definitely hard rated okay. definitely hard rated it's more okay. like for adults but okay. i thought it was great yeah uh one thing i like to touch on is molly's game got nominated um, as a poker player, you know, I know Molly's games like the, the uh, story pretty well. Uh, do you know anything about I it? I don't know what that is. Okay, so what happened is uh, Molly, uh, who is actually like a real person, uh, she got injured. So she was on the U.S. Olympic team for the winter, for the Winter Olympics team. She got injured and then she needed to find something else to do in, uh, in her life, right? And she lives in New York and then she started to host this like big you know underground hollywood games Ooh. that all the movie stars will go to and this actually happened and then you know uh they will play probably like an astronomical amount of money probably like 100k buy-in 200k buy-in wow. and then people can lose like a millions in like you know one hand 
and then she eventually got busted and then this is this is kind of like the movie sort of like show her a struggle after she got busted but you know as a poker player i'm just like yeah this kind of film is probably not going to be as good as rounders oh yeah and then i feel like rounders is like the all all-time great poker movie and then this one i'm just not feeling it yeah i mean i definitely gotta check it out i don't know a lot about poker as much as you do but i did see uh the first half of rounders and i thought it was a great movie yeah Anyway. Very interesting. As we keep going down again, uh, we're going to be going down to Best Director. Mm -hmm. And I actually do know these directors, even though I did not see their films. I've seen their other films. Mm -hmm. So I want to give the first spot to Jordan Peele. Okay. Because he directed Get Out, and I felt that he directed in such a perfect way. Mm -hmm. Just sort of like a new way where it kind of made you uneasy. Mm -hmm. And I felt – I watched that movie – Three times, mm -hmm. and each time I watched it, you start out very calm, mm -hmm. but towards the end, there's so much tension that builds up slowly mm -hmm. that it's like your heart is beating so fast. Mm -hmm. So I felt that he should have won Best Director. Okay, uh, quick question: Do you feel like, uh, like, like you know, the way that you told me that, that you know, that's how you feel? Is that more re re related to the uh, directing skills, or that's more related to the uh, scripting? So I feel that's actually more to the the skill, the directing skill. The skill. Actually, that is a good question because, to be honest, the way he directed it is not in terms of very. It's not very technical. Mm -hmm. It's very. It's very simple. You put the camera there. You zoom in. You zoom out. Mm -hmm. Compared to another director, Christopher Nolan, on Dunkirk, he uses these big cameras, right? Mm -hmm. He uses the IMAX like thirty millimeter cameras. Mm -hmm. Okay, and those are really hard to shoot. Mm -hmm. And he was shooting from airplanes. He was shooting from the ground. So in terms of that. It could be a, a combination of both. Yeah, I feel like uh, Nolan's film is very unique, right? Like, like a wartime film has never done in, in that way before. And I think probably the Oscar committee is sort of like uh, not, not keen to it or like hasn't adapted to it yet. Um, but like, um, um, like my pick, I pick uh, Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson, the director for The uh, Phantom Thread. Um, and then I picked, you know, Guillermo del Toro. Um, my reasons to pick the Paul uh, Tom uh, Thomas Anderson is just like the movie is really, you know, directed well in a way that each scene is like very short and condensed. And then you know he didn't really like you know spilled out everything. You know, like it's more in the scene, it's more in the you know cutting, uh, editing, things like that. So it allows you to sort of put the pieces together and then sort of think, oh, that's what they're doing. Oh, and that's what they're doing there. So that's pretty impactful. Yeah, I actually want to jump back to what you said about the Christopher Nolan film. Mm -hmm. So do you think the Oscars are not ready for a film that's directed that way? Yeah, Why? I think so. Do you think it's too artistic or do you think it's more – like, just, what do you feel about that? It, it's just like a, it's just like a, like a, like a unique thing. Like for example, like, right, like if we have access to like apples, and then like all of a sudden that uh, just a pineapple, then we can try the pineapple, and then the pineapple, like, oh yeah, tasty, oh yeah, good, but we still prefer the apple. Yeah, makes sense. That's true. So, kinda? so that is true. So you, so the reason why they pick Shape of Water, in my opinion, is because it's really simply directed. Yeah. It's very. It's just like a basic movie. The only yeah. thing that I liked, uh, artistically was the colors in that movie mm -hmm. okay the colors of the creature mm, but in terms yeah. of the the cinematography like 
Christopher Nolan tried really hard, you know, and like with these big cameras, and it was more technical. It was harder, and I feel like the award should have been given to him, because they nominate his films before in the past, you know, Inception, uh, The Dark Knight as well, mm-hmm. and I feel like th- they actually like those movies. So I feel that his art direction and the way he directed, they are used to that. Yeah, and then that's you know, ex- you know, ex- exactly proved my you know pineapple point. Just you know. That thing is too unique to be, you know, accepted to the mainstream judging of the Oscars. I agree. I mean, Shape of Water to mainstream audience, they're gonna like that more than Dunkirk. That's true. Right? Dunkirk was wasn't like Saving Private Ryan. It mm-hmm. wasn't an action. I was gonna movie. bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping it was gonna be like that as well. Mm-hmm. But I I enjoyed Dunkirk for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But I can see that. I can see why people sort of chose like other films as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we're moving to the very unfamiliar <laughs> territory. Uh, best foreign film. Never seen any of them. I've never seen any of those <laughs> as well. All right, moving on. Best or, best original song. The winner is uh, "Remember Me" in the film Coco. I agree. Great, that's, that's great, cool. sweet song. Yeah, you know, for the kids. Yeah, for the adults. I haven't listened to all the others, so let's give it to him or them. Uh, best original music score. It's like the soundtrack. The winner is "Shape of Water." Eh, yeah, I, I can, I can go with that. Yeah, I think I, I listened to that one. I listened to the soundtrack for uh, Phantom Threat, and I like the soundtrack of uh, Phantom Threat better. A little bit more? A little bit better. I can see that. I can see it's more artistic. Shape of Water, I, re- I still remember the soundtrack a little bit. It kind of made you feel really good. Mm-hmm. I guess it was more happy. Okay, anything else? But to else? me, yeah, I got to give it to Star Wars, man. Why? Because Star Wars is just such a, like a great... You know, like movie with the soundtrack, they use those giant trumpets uh, dum, and they dum, use dum, the cello, dum, 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 the violins, and uh-huh. I just like I I like I like those more in terms of like big like motion picture movies uh-huh. because I feel like that's you're exciting. That's why you go to the movies, right? Yeah. So in my opinion, I feel like they should have given it to Star Wars. Okay. But to be honest, a sleeper that we did not talk about is Dunkirk. Mm. I felt with the clicking of its clock and everything. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I watched that. the director. I watched the director, and he did the soundtrack to Interstellar. Uh. But in this one, he wanted to use the clicking as the, at the clock, mm-hmm. but he used a certain thing in music mm-hmm. where it never ends. So you mm. always get you get more suspenseful and you get more intense as you watch the film. It was sort of like wow. a little trick. Really? So in terms, honestly, I feel Dunkirk did a lot of research in terms of their music, in terms of their cinematography. Mm-hmm. But again, it's what the mainstream wants. Yeah. But so then they chose Shape of Water. Cool. Uh, as we keep going down, uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit, I guess, about the best documentary. I haven't seen any of these. I saw two. Uh, I saw the uh, I- Icarus. I think it's Icarus. Icarus. So Is it's, on, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's about how... Did you know that back in 2014 in the Sochi uh, Winter Olympics, the Russian was banned from it because, you know, they were like all, you know, doping and... Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. It didn't happen recently as well? Uh, I think recently it's like a, like a, you know, aftermath from that. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was this guy, the a very main character, was running the doping uh, thing for Russia. And then he become a he become like a whistleblower, and uh, he was in contact with an American journalist who broke the story, and then they talk about how sort of tense you know the Russian guy was. He's like pretty much like risking uh, everything, and then there's there was actually being like you know Russian pressure. So like when I was watching that, and I got chills. 
Really? Because, you know, like, you, you know how, like, Russia is, right? It's, like, very hardcore, very, you know... It is very hardcore, especially uh, with their sports. Yeah, and very, like, you know, uh, rule, rule with, with, like, an iron fist. So, Definitely. So, like, like, the Russian was actually trying to get to the person who was the uh, whistleblower trying to you know kill him or you know oh, uh, whatever i mean definitely it's the whole country's reputation yeah right and they definitely take that seriously even in the u.s they would probably go at it in a different way but i can see how russia would react yeah. that way i definitely i'm and definitely then, gonna check out that film and then the way they make it is like so intense and i was like glued to my phone or tv or I don't know oh, wow. like all the time i'm like well is he really gonna get to them or something like that yeah and then that one is a well well uh, deserved uh winner I'll check it out. Yeah. It sounds sounds actually interesting. I like that one. Okay. Uh, best uh, animated future film. The winner is Coco. Coco was good. I agree with that one. Yeah. I like that. And I think we talked like, like a little bit about it. And then I also seen uh, Loving Vincent. Is that Van Gogh? Yeah. So it's like a tribute. So for like the uh, Vincent Van Gogh. And then they actually shot a movie first. And then they hired like 70 or 170 uh, oil painter. That sort of like oh, really? it's going to like uh, imitate Van Gogh style, and then they redrew all the movie scenes. Wow! So the movie has like fifteen thousand frames, and then they drew every single one of them by hand. That is amazing. And then they drew for seven years. Is it uh? Is it more like a kids movie or is it more an adult? It's not a kids movie. Yeah, I mean it's it's Van Gogh. Like he yeah. dies. Yeah. At the end. So like Everyone the whole knows that. yeah so, yeah so like the whole script was like you know Van Gogh has already killed himself. And one of his distant uh, relatives is trying to go back to uh, Van Gogh's uh, city and then trace back oh, what happened. And figure out everything. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm going to check that out. Do you, do you recommend it? Yeah, I would highly recommend it because like, the way of that presentation has, has never been done before. So like, you can actually trace like, different brush strokes on yeah. the thing. And then there's like, different up and down. And then, there, and then there's like, a little white spot on the top of the yeah. oil painting yeah so the whole thing is very artistic oh, wow. and things like that i want to check that out yep again uh best original there screenplay you go. i feel get out should have won again it was just a movie where it's sort of like racial issues mm -hmm. and i know like that's sort of like a negative thing people don't want to watch movies with racial issues because they're going to think it's the basic like mm -hmm. all like we're going to support this topic but mm -hmm. not listen to it but this movie did it in a way where it was subtle things that you never notice. For example, at one point in the film, the main actor he's tied to a chair, mm -hmm. and the and then the only way he can get out is that there's cotton on the seat, and so he puts the cotton in his ears, can he escapes. But the thing about that is, is that what people don't notice is that he sort of picked cotton to escape, and sort of like back in the old times when they were slavery, and he and uh, he's black person, black person okay. used to pick cotton, and those are just like little things that they did, and there's so many of those little things that you have to look back and think about mm -hmm. in your head that you're like, wow. So the the screenplay for this definitely original, you know, it was never thought of before, yeah. And I felt like it definitely deserved the award. Okay, totally agree. Uh, best uh, cinematography um, is is won by Roger. Deacons? For Blade Runner. For Blade Runner. Twenty forty nine. I never seen that. So I thought I saw that movie. I actually thought it, it reminds me of this show called Altered Carbon, mm -hmm. but it was Blade Runner. I've never seen the original Blade Runner, but mm -hmm. I heard it's very very influential in terms of its artistry and everything. Mm -hmm. And this movie had some cool like sci fi weird visuals. Mm -hmm. You know, they had like red and blue and green like weird like colors and everything. Mm -hmm. It was definitely 
in terms of cinematography, I thought Blade Runner and Dunkirk uh, could have been tied. But for definitely Blade Runner, See, I can give it to them. Like how how do you describe like what's the, what's the definition of uh, cinematography? I guess cinematography is, for me, just how big you're gonna like you're gonna like create things in terms of visual, right? So, so so in the movie Blade Runner, what they did is that they were in the ocean at one point in the movie, but what they did in terms of building that is that they actually grabbed um, a crane. You know, one of those one of those things for construction where you mm-hmm. move the dirt and everything, and mm-hmm. they made that simulate the waves. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's in terms of how technical you get to get those giant shots. How yeah. how believable is that world? How believable was World War One in Dunkirk? One thing that just like makes no sense is why why the Oscar committee is picking a film that is shot in front of a green screen. That just doesn't make sense to me. No, but the movie entirely wasn't shot in front of a green screen. Yeah, they but, actually use like real locations and real spots in the movie. Okay. They right. they did half screen screen and half this, and I believe in Dunkirk they did the same thing as well. I don't know. We don't know. We could definitely yeah. research it, but sure. I mean, that's how movies are, though. Like, of course, they're gonna be using green screen and things like that. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, best visual effects. Best visual effects. You you saw like five of five of these movies. So. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go quickly down. Right. Planet of the Apes number one. Everyone needs to see Planet of the Apes. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. Kevin, you need to watch it with me. Sure. Blade Runner is a good movie. Sure. Guardians of the Galaxy, great movie. King Kong, okay. <laughs> and in Star Wars, come on, it's Star Wars. It's awesome. Yeah. I I saw the Star Wars Rogue One for like a little bit on Netflix, and I just couldn't make it through. I'm just like, oh. I, I, I guess it's, it's like a cultural thing. It, it is know? a little bit. If you like that, if you like the sci-fi thing, then definitely watch it. But I can see that. Again, to me, uh, this whole like CGI, like you know, like shot in front of the green screen thing. Yeah, it's just very. But like, that shouldn't that shouldn't turn you off because Planet of the Apes is a beautiful movie. In the script, honestly, I feel it's better, and it can compete with the movies in the best like best motion picture of the year. Really? In my opinion, in my opinion, definitely. Like you need to see Planet of the Apes. All Great right. Film. Now we're gonna circle back to the best picture, baby. Because we saved the best for the last. And what's your pick, Joffrey? So I got to give it to Get Out. Again, right. uh, this movie, you've heard my opinions before. Mm-hmm. I think it gives you very tense, leaves a great message. And overall, it's just a great movie. All right. For me, I'm going to give it to uh, Three Billboard. And then the reason being is, you know, if, if I want to like, directly compare you know, Shape of Water and then uh, Three Billboard, I can sort of see, you know, uh, how it's gonna end for Shape of Water, you know how the bad guy is like you know, um, like uh, his finger just getting rotten and rotten, and then he's yeah he's gonna die right, and then they're gonna escape, and then you know happy ending right, but three billboard, like there's like two different or three different plot twists in there. I have like like nobody can see like why, and then you know yeah, and it's just, like very like. Interesting. Very like you know, uh, altering stuff. And then I remember I, I was sitting there in the theater, and then after I seen like a couple of the major twists, I was thinking, wow, how is this movie gonna end? Dang. And then in the end, and then they sort of leave you on like a cliffhanger, sort of like okay, they're going to kill up the raper. Okay, sure, but is he really the raper that raped the you know a main female character's daughter? Interesting. Or, you know, are they just going to kill it just for the fun of it? And did they do it? Who knows? 
Interesting. So it kind of leaves you thinking. I definitely want to check out three billboards after you you talk a lot about that. All right. Cool. So you're you're gonna see three billboards, and I'm gonna see the Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> you need. We'll definitely watch Planet of the Apes, Kevin. All right. I guess this leads us to our final segment. Looking into the future, today is uh, March tenth, twenty eighteen. Is there any movie that you are like super excited about that you've seen a trailer and then you're just like, "Yep, I want to see that." I I am sure there's more movies, but for now, I kind of just want to see the new Avengers movie. Okay, what is that about? Uh, it's actually all the superheroes coming together. You know, like from different Marvel movies, like the Black Panther, mm-hmm. Captain America, the Hulk, mm-hmm. and they're just coming. You know, to kick some. Kick some ass. All right. Action. Green screen. Action. Exactly. All right. This, okay, so this is where the CGI is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But to be honest, this is good. It's good for entertainment. I don't complain with it. Like, sometimes I don't want to watch a two-hour artistic movie. Sometimes I just want to see something that's not going to make me think about politics or, mm-hmm. or different things. So this is why The Avengers, I'm kind of looking forward to that. All right. Uh, my pick is, you know, after the Oscars, of course, there's going to be like, a, you know, a slum, you know, like movie thing and then uh, uh, especially we had a super big year in Oscar right uh, and my pick is uh, Tolly Tolly it's the one about like uh, Charlie uh, Siron Charlie Siron yeah just like a you know uh, blonde lady and then he uh, she she has like two children before and then she had a new baby and how that baby is like driving her nuts and then she hires like a babysitter named named like a, a Tolly so it's more about like you know how how do like mothers handle like motherhood? Oh, okay. And then that kind of like that dynamic, and you know that's the kind of movie that I want to see. Okay. Well, we'll definitely I guess check them out, and then we'll have another conversation about that yep. later on. This podcast it ha- <laughs> has gone long enough, so let's do a quick break, and then we can just wrap it up. Wow, that was a long one, huh? Yeah, it was pretty good. Good conversation, though. Yep, okay, let's wrap this baby up. Uh, please share and review our show on iTunes. And, you know, uh, if you like it, you know, share it on your, your uh, social media. That's how we sort of grow and expand. Exactly, and just write to us. Again, you can follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram accounts. And please send us a message on what you thought about our conversations for this time, and then we'll write back. Yep, and then just to uh, give you guys like a couple things as a heads up, uh, next week will be uh, spring break, which is very nice. Are you yeah. go- are you going going uh, anywhere? Are I anywhere? am. I am going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. All right. And then probably go out to downtown a little bit, trying to explore the city, what they do for okay. St. Patrick's. I always wanted to do that. Okay. And I can finally do that. Then I am go- probably going to go to Real Salt Lake game. Oh. One of those soccer games I've always cool. wanted to go. And then after that, I think I might go camping down south to Moab, Utah, southern right. Utah. Maybe check out some of the arches and things like that. Okay. Um, I'm going to actually try to do more stuff than just stay home. That's true. Um, I'll be in Beijing. Uh, I'll fly out next Friday. That so, should be fun. Yeah. So we're going to do like maybe like a, you know, a, like a show about uh, spring break adventures. Ooh, that'd be Love fun. We can take pictures and everything, yeah, share and it on then, social media. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, uh, so we're going to be on a two-week hiatus. So next week, we're going to release our episode on phone addiction. Yeah, where we had a great conversation. Uh, we did a lot of good editing with the episode. Mm-hmm. And then in two weeks, on the same Saturday, 
we're going to release our uh, conversation about the Netflix food documentary. It's called uh, Ugly Delicious. Yeah, and that one should be a fun one too because we actually went out to go eat some, some food as well, Mexican food, <laughs> so we're going to relate it to the show. So yep. that should be a good one. Alrighty, uh, that's it. Uh, this is Kevin speaking. And this is Joe Free. Have a good one. You know I-